Welcome to The Female Red Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. Welcome to The Female Red Zone. This is Mary Beth Kazmeski. Today I'm interviewing the fantastic Lee Fong Chu. And I am really excited because I've met uh, Lee Fong a few times and uh, I know she has some really interesting things to share with the audience. So she's a senior executive leader. Uh, She is at Quadian and she's got a lot of global experience. She is multilingual. She has traveled all over the world, been an expatriate in several countries in Europe and Asia. Um, She has 20 years of international experience. She's got a lot of experience in business as a businesswoman and really has some interesting things to share. So I'm really looking forward to the interview today. So thank you, Lee Fong, for being a part of the Female Red Zone. Well, thank you very much for having me here, Mary Beth. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, you are welcome. So if you could share with the audience a little bit about um, your company, Quadion, and what you are doing now and who you're serving, just so we've got a little context uh, about who you are. Sure, sure. So uh, Quadion is doing business as Minnesota Rubber and Plastics. So what we do is we manufacture a lot of very, very high-grade, high-tech solution in terms of materials, uh, not just rubber and plastic per se, but even a composite of materials. And uh, that goes into four main verticals, med pharma, transportation, water, and power. So there's a myriad of very high-grade materials. We are, we are famous for our advanced materials technologies that were able to come up with different polymers, different kind of um, a composite, different kind of materials to help and serve the various vertical markets and also help them get approved in terms of uh, from a, a global compliance perspective. Um, as you know, in water, for example, you need to get FDA approved, NSF, 61 approved EC 1935 we are able our materials are able to to get certified and so you have no worries about using our material at all so we are very very uh, uh, famous for that and we are also very very uh, good in terms of design expertise so a lot of customers would come to us and work from ideation stage all the way and how I come in is I'm the vice president of uh, global marketing for Quadium and I helped and I play a role in the uh, product development and also in strategic marketing and in fact actually the whole aspect of marketing right from strategic marketing to uh, uh, brand creation to demand creation all the way to you know marketing communications so being in uh, being able to really portray ourselves as a leader and also to differentiate ourselves is key in all these four verticals and by having involved in four different myriad of you know very diverse kind of uh, uh, markets it helped us to weather a lot of storms for example like right now oil and gas is not doing too well but you know it didn't really impact us because we are very strong in medical as well we are very strong in in uh, in water as well from that perspective so so that gives an idea of how what we do i see now as yeah. the vice president of global marketing 
you get a chance to work with all sorts of individuals. I would assume that, you know, in, in terms of working with men and women, you probably work with a lot of men and uh, you've probably broken some barriers down, I'm sure. Um, can you talk a little bit, a little bit about that? Yes, yes. Um, I'm actually, uh, to Mary Beth, just to, to give you a little bit of my background here, I'm actually a uh, engineer by training, electrical engineer. And I did a 180 degree change and ventured into sales and then into marketing, uh, which initially everyone thought I was absolutely crazy to do that. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, but uh, you know my my advice is always you know evaluate your options and see what you like and uh, take a leap of faith and you gotta take the risk and you'll never know what you truly excel in if you don't try. So that's my motto. Well, well, let and, me stop you there for a second, because that yeah, is yeah. a huge risk. Uh, someone who is a an electrical engineer by trade, I, I think there's you know some generalizations that people may make about electrical engineers, but one of them may not be that they are salespeople, you know, that they're technicians. And so what, what caused you to even think about going from a very technical field to, not that you don't have to be technical in sales because you still do, but sales requires different skill sets. How did you know that that was something that you wanted to do? How did that happen? Yeah, so it, it's, it's kind of interesting because I'm like a, uh, I, I always like to, to challenge myself, okay? And so when I started out as engineer, I never thought, I would become an, a, uh, an engineer by trade initially. I always wanted to challenge myself and say, okay, where am I good at? And I'm more of a generalist when, as I was growing up, Mary Beth. I wasn't really, you know, that, you know how some people are really focused and they excel in math, for example, and they're very good in math or they're very good in, in writing, English writing. I'm not like that. I'm more a generalist. I mean, I'm good in physics, but I'm also good in math, but I'm also good in some languages, for example, like, you know, uh, uh, Mandarin or, or English or Japanese. So, so I, I, I'm more of a generalist. I never really quite know going into, into uh, high school really what I want to do. But one thing that really excited me was that in engineering, it really, the fact is that, that, first of all, there weren't that many women to begin with. And second of all is that it helps me open my eyes and get myself disciplined in the way I approach things. And you said it right in one aspect that engineering is very technical. Yes, but it helps you to think and it helps you to, to really be disciplined in terms of how you solve a problem, how you come to a solution, and what makes other people take from a technical perspective. So that excites me at first when I was, you know, first starting out, I don't know really what I wanted. And then when I branched into electrical engineering, I felt that that was my calling. I went in and I, I did well in school and, and Mary Beth, believe it or not, there were only two women uh, in my graduation class. Wow. And yeah, and, and the rest were all men. But it was like you said, you know, did I break a lot of barriers? I would say in, at, in my time, yes, there was a, there certainly was that, that uh, stereotype that, you know, en engineers, uh, engineering are more for men, not for women. And even in, in United States, right? Because that's where I got my, my bachelor's of science in, in, uh, in engineering. And that's where I started to branch out and, and listen to my inner voice more than anybody else. When I say that, 
I don't take no for an answer, right? Mm -hmm. Just because I am a woman, it doesn't mean that I can't do things that I want to do. So do not take no for an answer. That's the thing that I've learned. I, I've, I've gone through some hard knocks myself. Uh, so I, I learned the hard way in some, in, in some aspects, but I, I come to conclusion that, you know, do not put yourself down and do not say or listen to people when they tell you no because of your gender that you can't do something. Has someone so, told you no because of your gender? Has oh, Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, and and you know what? I'll I'll just give you an example. And and sometimes people don't mean it that way, you know. Even even from a from from a a, a uh, from my parents' perspective, right? I mean, they they thought I was crazy because in those days, in in my days, um, you know, the the so-called uh, 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 majors for women are nursing, for example, or teaching, uh, never engineering. Okay, in, in my days, and so. And and even my parents were they, they they meant well they they were worried they were more worried about me out of you know love for me that they're concerned that I would get ostracized and and things like that and I told them I said you know you you have raised me well and I know what I'm doing and I know what I want and you know I I will I will strike it out on my own in college and I did I, I applied for uh, a scholarship and I got a scholarship and uh, you know packed my bags and I came here to, to Minnesota and, and uh, got my bachelor's in electrical engineering and um, I got a, a, uh, a scholarship to do uh, my internship uh, as a senior technical associate at AT&T Bell Labs it was hard I, I can tell you that uh, Mary Beth because it's uh, like I said my uh, my graduation class there were only two women uh, but the funniest thing is that you know when you're when you're in that class, and if you feel that you know if you if you walk the confidence and you and you talk with confidence and you know what you want, and you're hardworking. If they see that you're hardworking and they see that you know you know your stuff, people respect you for that, and people will actually help you. I mean, of course, there are some aspects that some men would not you know are, are still. Uh, have that stereotyping, uh, st uh, stereotyping women in some ways, but then a lot of my uh, peers, uh, while in school, are very helpful and and they do respect you for for uh, you know joining the the, uh, the engineering class and and taking all these hard classes. So uh, for me, uh, that was a eye opener. So for me, it's uh, you know that it helps me to understand that not all men um, stereotype women. And it's just like you said uh, initially before, you know, uh, in our conversations uh, way back when, uh, that some men really do uh, want to help, and some some really do want to help women to break the barriers. Yeah, so I, I, it's, it's I totally very interesting that way. Yeah, I totally mm -hmm. agree with that. I mean, the, there's been lots of men in my life who have, you know, you know, I I haven't really thought. I also work in a, you know, sort of with a lot of men, but. Um, I've never thought that I was in a position where they didn't want me to succeed. I really, I never felt that. So um, I think mm -hmm. it depends on the industry you're in sometimes and the, and the, the specific people you're working with, there's always exceptions to rules, but um, you know, there, there still is a lot of, a lot of this going on, but you have broken some barriers and I think it's, it's fantastic. And uh, more women should follow uh, your sort of risk taking path, which is to do things that, seem unconventional. So going in electrical engineering, 
um, and then deciding to be in sales. I mean, those things would be considered unconventional, uh, but have worked out mm-hmm. really well for you. And that leads me to a question, which is, you know, in your career, which you've had a very successful career uh, so far, it's not even close to being over, right? So you've had this successful <laughs> career, but what so far have, if you look back at your career, do you say this was like a really great thing? This was a real big success for me. What, what do you think that would be? Maybe it's one thing, maybe it's more. Well, you know, I, I have achieved a lot of uh, uh, business successes, which I'm sure, you know, our audience and, and you included have similar, similar achievements as well. But I would say, you know, I, I, I'd like to highlight a personal achievement. So I would say one of the, the personal successes that I am most proud of, and, and this may to some people may not seem to be an achievement, but to me it is, is being able to do what I strongly believe in um, and be able to and, and, and change the mindset uh, of people, the way they, you know, the, the perception they have uh, on me as a woman and also as a, as a uh, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm Asian, obviously. So it, it's, it's very, to me, I'm, I'm proud of that, okay? Because um, I'll give you an example. In Asia Pacific, you know, women are expected to behave in a, a certain way. You know, you, you, you demure to, to the men. But in business, I have to represent my company. And so I, in, in negotiations and also, you know, in interactions, and most importantly uh, to me, as, uh, that I was able to maneuver and being able to negotiate win-win situations and win-win deals with customers and distributors globally. Okay. To me, I think that is a, a personal achievement uh, that not many people understand because this is not a easy thing for a woman let alone a a somebody that just started out from an engineering perspective like you said it's it's a shield in a way you know you start out as engineer you work in the lab you, you know all the time and and you do research you never really get to interact with that many people but when you're in sales and that's where I challenge myself right and so when you're in sales and when you're in marketing you're constantly interacting with people out there your customers your suppliers your vendors and you constantly have to represent your company and how do you negotiate how do you how do you maneuver and being able to create win-win deals for your company you know, and that I think is a personal achievement for me, and I continue to develop that. Um, it's not perfect, but I I try, and I think um, it is a a uh, success for myself uh, because if I look back, uh, you know, 20 years, I don't have that tenacity. You know what I mean, Mary yeah. Beth? So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's really so interesting now, what you now, talked about. You know, with the your culture growing up. And then what you need to do for your company require mm-hmm. you to think about things a little bit differently and go against some of right. the, not against, but just, you know, you're supposed to occupy a position, but you work at a company and you need to occupy a different position and really fight and negotiate and all of those sorts of things. And it's really, uh, it, it must be, uh, must have been a very interesting path and still continues to be. Yeah, yeah, and and I I must say I you know I never try to negotiate like a man. <laughs> I'll just tell you that <laughs> I never try to be a man. But the the way the the key is that for me the the success and and the, the achievement, the the respect that I earned is because I'm fair. 
Okay, I, I'm fair in my negotiations. I know the subject matter well. You know, be, like I said, be it in medical or in engineering or, or any industrial, for example. And I take the time to understand people's cultures and differences. You know, I, I you know, people appreciate that and, and they respect me for that. Okay, I'll, I'll share with you an, an example. When I when I went for an interview way back when, when I first started out, and, and my name is Lee Fang. So they, uh, they were some companies that the hiring managers that when I went in would take the time and ask, okay, how do I pronounce your name so that I want to make sure I get it right? And, and that shows the respect. But then I would go into an interview and there would be one hiring manager that would say, okay, you know, your, your name is too difficult. Do you have an English name? <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Again, you know, that tells you a lot about the company and a lot about, well, do I really want to work for this person, right? They, they, he or she does not even want to take the time to even pronounce my name right. So, you know, how much am I going to be able to grow and work with this person? I mean, it's just an example, um, you know, how, yeah, how you, you, you can, you know, just by the way you, you talk and by the way you act, you know, what perception and, and what, things I'm getting from other people, right? So, so if you, I think if you appreciate, and, and from my perspective, if, if you continue to appreciate and respect people for who they are, and they will in turn respect me for who I am because I know my, matter, my subject matter well and I'm fair, and once I have to respect and earn their confidence as well, the negotiations go much smoother. But of course, there's always some outliers. All right, it's never it's never perfect in this in in in, uh, in in and and it's only perfect in the ideal world, but it's never perfect in the business world. But most of the time, that's what I encounter. Very interesting, and I, I think the the idea that you know, and this happens a lot where people have an American name working at a company, but it's not their real name, it's not their real identity. So I that's a it's a very interesting comment you made. Now I, I know that yeah. you, do you want to comment yeah, on that? I, I just wanna yeah, I, I just wanna start on that and, and I wanna encourage the audience too. It's, I mean you have a beautiful name, regardless, you know, whether you're 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 of your race, right? Right regardless if you're Indian or Spanish or Italian or you have a beautiful name. And and this is a, a name that, you know, your your parents gave you and, and so use it. Don't don't use a English name simply because you feel that oh it, you know people have a hard time understanding or or pronouncing your name. Teach them. Offer to teach them. Yes. Teach them that you know yeah this is this is my name, and and people you you'll be surprised people will actually respect you for that. So so don't go changing your name simply because you know you 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 want it to be easier or or people will have a hard time explaining. Take the responsibility of teaching people or, or showing or telling people how you know they should pronounce your name. They actually will respect you more for that. Yeah. Of course, if you're in the entertainment business or you know you're and you need a stage name, I get it. Okay, change your name by all means. But if you're in a normal business situation, don't. I mean, you got a beautiful name. Go go with your original beautiful name. Yep. No, I I totally I totally agree with that. So you had a lot of academic and career success, but do you have something you'd like to share with the audience about something that, that you know, that wasn't all rosy and wonderful and great and, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, you know, something mm -hmm. maybe that you learned from that happened to you over the course of your, uh, course of your career? 
Yeah. So I, I would say, you know, again, I, I would share some uh, personal failure. I would say is is that it's not being able to to do it all. You know, it's like I I I have a tendency uh, to overcommit sometimes, and I realized that you know ever since I had my kids, I could not make it at times to their recitals or competitions because I, I'm at end of the day I'm not a superwoman. I have deadlines at work. You know, I can't be in a conference call, for example, at nine in the evenings because uh, I have to, you know, put the kids to bed. So, you know, sometimes I feel I failed my family and work as well. But then I realized, took me a while though, but I do realize that there's no super superwoman or superman. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's something called there's something called prioritization. Okay, no one can do it all, and there's always something that's not done perfectly or even being completed while other things are being done. Okay, so to me, the the superwoman or or superman label is is just a facade. You know, it, it is okay to ask for help to get a project done, and being able to delegate tasks to people that you can trust. And to me, you know, and I again, like I said, I, I learned the hard way. But here's where, you know, we need to build a team, both at work and in the in in the family, that is good, and that you're able to support each other. So in my family, you know, my husband and I are are a team. You know, we we make sure one of us is always there. For example, with the kids when the other is traveling, on business, for example, and so so it has to be that. So is it uh, you know I mean I I've learned and again uh, the hard way not you know that I can't do it all and I'm not a superwoman and I'm I'm proud to to say that now uh, but in the past Mary Beth it, it took me a while and say well why can't I have it all you know and there are times you got to say okay stop take a deep breath and look where's my priorities here there's no doubt and and we do want to have it all and I think we can we can have you know, quote, it all, it just doesn't happen all at the same time. It just can't. Exactly. <laughs> it just you just, can't. You've got to prioritize. Yeah, you just got to prioritize because there will be no matter what things that will not get done when while you're working on something else because there's only 24 hours in a day. And no matter how you do it, there's still going to be only 24 hours a day. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, in your in your career, you know, we have mentors and other other people, but where do you get support? And maybe it's not inside of your organization, you know, from others. Maybe it's other women, other men, other uh, organizations you belong to. I know we met at the C-Suite uh, Network. Uh, are there other organizations that you have belonged to in your, uh, quote, spare time <laughs> um, to really get fulfilled in terms of you know, just outside of that work arena, uh, being able to bounce ideas off of other people and, and like-minded sort of uh, executives. And uh, I'll, I'll share something with you, which is which is uh, kind of interesting. I so-called mentorship right now is is kind of hard unless it's in a uh, a program that's being initiated in the organization. But right now, you know, with with it's such a rat race, everybody is busy. Nobody has time. Nobody has time to mentor anything. Nobody has time to be in the buddy network system. So unless it is formalized in in your company, it is very difficult to find a mentor now. So what I what I have in the past is I, I do have a, a very good mentor when I was in my you know, when I was in college. Uh, there was a very good professor that really encouraged me, you know, in terms of. Uh, 
you know, what are the uh, uh, what kind of courses I should take and things like that, and and help me in my career. And then when I started out in in sales, I do have a a good mentor. Uh, that's on the job training, uh, so to speak, uh, that uh, tells me what are the, you know, the, the pitfalls in, in terms of sales and, and what to look for and, and how to close a sale and things like that. But uh, nowadays, um, I, don't, I don't think it is that easy to get a, a, a mentor and a very good mentor to say, uh, but you need to, uh, right now, what do I do is that um, I would look for people that are very good in their um, in, in their work or in their expertise. And then I would actually network with them and then um, share, share some, some success and, and some, some failures and ask them questions and we help each other out and understand, you know, how we can, uh, you know, be a better person and how we can improve ourselves. I think that is more important than trying to, to get uh, uh, mentorship right now. And I, I would also say one thing though is that if you're a uh, if you're a woman and you're starting out, uh, if you're just fresh from college and stuff like that, do not limit yourself by looking for a mentor just from uh, a woman perspective. You can get a, a man perspective too, and, and and men can be very good mentors as well. And they, you'd be surprised that they would be more than happy to to help you be successful in your career. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I've had um, male mentors and, and they have been fantastic. And, you know, they're, they're, it, it just has to be the right relationship. That's all, you know, whether it's a male or a female, it's got to be somebody that, can, Absolutely. you know, that, that can understand Absolutely. you and help you and, and, you know, help you yeah. move, move along. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, the personality has to fit, and regardless of whether it's man or woman. And the other thing too is the 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 fact is that what are you looking for in a mentor? So you you have to know that, and before you ask somebody to be your mentor. And the other thing too is what can you bring to the table? So um, as a as a as somebody that's being mentored, because the mentor can learn something from you too. Right. So yeah, it's a, it's a win-win situation. Yep. Yeah, I, to I totally agree. So how can someone reach you? If somebody wants to maybe continue a conversation uh, with you, how could they find out more about you, social media or um, any you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, any way to reach you? Yes, they can. Uh, they can reach me at uh, LinkedIn. Um, you know, I, I'm there, and I'm also at uh, Twitter. My Twitter handle is uh, N M N I. So N M N I. And so feel free to, to reach out to me if uh, if there's any questions or if you just want to, you know, chat or, or uh, follow me or, or whatever, you know, that's fine. I look forward to that. We can exchange ideas as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing your insight today. I have um, found it very interesting. I have learned some things and I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to, to join us and share with our audience um, some of the things that have happened in your career. Yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity, Mary Beth. I really look forward to another C-suite session. Um, you know, we, we did a, a C-suite uh, panel, the, um, uh, I think it was March 14, uh, when we did that in Boston, and I had great fun. I had great fun. Both men and women were attending our session, and it's about uh, gender diversity and how to bridge the gap. It was, it was phenomenal, and thank you for that opportunity as well. 
Well, you are welcome. And and it was a fantastic session. And I look forward to more. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. And from the Female Red Zone, this is Mary Beth Kosmeski. Thanks for listening to The Female Red Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.